let's talk about recent language from the Fed chair. Last week it was in front of Congress. This week it's in front of important people in different parts of the world. Let's bring in Dan Deming, Managing Director, KKM Financial, important person right here in Chicago. There we go. All right. Uh, so from this Dan, part of the world. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, this is the, the most important part of the world, especially right. when it comes to commodity inflation. Uh, you know, we're the, the uh, hotbed of where it's all traded. So what do you think? Is he coming around to this idea that inflation is going to be a problem? It, is, it appears that the central bank d dialogue or narrative is shifting here, Oliver, as you pointed out, and maybe this has been discussed over there in the last couple of days. But yeah, certainly Christine Lagarde indicated that we're not going back to what we saw pre-pandemic. Uh, and now even Chairman Powell is indicating that it'll be very difficult to get back to those type of uh, you know inflation numbers, economic activity, and just kind of the general trends that we had realized going into uh, the pandemic. So yeah, it does appear that you know some of the reality starting to set in here, OJ, and um, and you know the dynamics within the market, some of the other driving forces that were somewhat contained, but I think we always felt that could impact the economy and the markets are continuing to realize, you know, uh, uh, rapid changes that the market's having a difficult time uh, adjusting to. So as he uh, hints that, or, you know, not recession, but slowness and a uh, hard landing as opposed to a soft one, as he starts to kind of veer that way a little bit, which is kind of how I, I mean, I think that's how you Agreed. kind of have to interpret what he's been saying, right? He's, yeah. he's becoming more open to it. We're not hearing him say he's going to stop hiking rates, though. No, we're not hearing that yet. Uh, you know, we are hearing it from a couple other Fed uh, governors, though, that, you know, depending on how things unfold over the next couple of months, that we could see a slowing of the increases as far as the, uh, you know, the uh, amount, I guess, or the percentage each uh, pending meeting coming up here, OJ. But ultimately, I guess it looks like 75 FIPS are baked in for July, and they haven't really changed anything there to base, to indicate that we're not going to see that. But then after that, it comes a little bit more suspect. But you know, certainly some of the uh, storylines still you see people pushing for the you know 3.4, 3.5 by the end of the year, 4% by the end of next year. You know, so there, if that's the case, then we still got a long ways to go, and those rate hikes are going to continue to unfold uh, throughout the the meetings. I guess just the the speed of how those rate hikes ultimately um, are processed is, is what the question is right now. And the market's adjusting for that. I mean, look at, I mean, just the volatility of the bond market continues, uh, you know, over the last couple of days. I mean, today, significant volatility, particularly in the back end of the curve. So, you know, the market's just really struggling with the, the various dialogues and narratives that are coming out, not only out of the Fed, but also out of other central banks across the globe. That rally today, uh, pretty volatile to your point. I mean, we had a, a, a decent stock sell off at one point today. The Russell's been down a chunky amount all day. Right. Uh, it's uh, not the first time recently where stocks have been down and, and bonds are rallying again. Is there a silver lining in this that if the economy is really going to take a hit, that uh, bonds might actually hedge stocks again? Do you think you can buy treasuries uh, despite everything the Fed is doing right now? If uh, the economy is going to slow, will, will they work better than stocks? 
Well, I think that's what the thought process is, and you're seeing that rotation continuing to unfold, and I'm hearing you know, a lot more chatter in my realm as far as uh, asset allocation models and things of that nature, that you are seeing money starting to flow more into fixed income and or the treasury markets or bond exposure corporates, things of that nature, because they do feel that we're closer to the bottom than than we than you know than we were maybe a few months ago, and uh, that you know even in the last month we saw a substantial shift in that dynamic. But that rotation is continuing to unfold. So yes, I do think that that is the theme out there, and also. You know, in the Fed message, really, it's basically been indicating that they want to try to get there as quickly as they can. And then the market's trying to figure out when they're going to stall or ultimately plateau, I should say. And then at some point, you know, we will see rate cuts eventually. I don't know when, but we will see them. And, you know, you're seeing the market trying to adjust for where that kind of break even point and or fulcrum is uh, when you look at the Treasury bonds and the Treasury markets in general. And I think that's why you're seeing the volatility. Because that target's moving so rapidly, you know, even on a, a day or two day basis. So, yes, I think ultimately it's a silver lining longer term, short term. I think volatility is still in play. And the one thing today, Oliver, that's really interesting dollar pushing back up to 105 with bonds coming, I mean, bond yields coming under pressure. That's an interesting dynamic that uh, I'm focused on today to see what that really means in the next couple of days. Yeah, love it. Good point. I've been watching that dollar real close. Uh, Dan, thanks for the thought. Uh, helpful. All right. Uh, good stuff, as always, Mr. Deming, our Chicago local managing director at KKM Financial.